podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in Three Questions in a Song, the podcast where the title says it all, except it doesn't, because I never asked just three questions. This is episode number 84. Um, you can find us at buildthescene.com and um, also on rudaroo.radio.com. Um, and with me tonight for episode 84 is Matthew Morton. What's up? How's it going, Bill? Do, do you prefer Matthew or Matt? Uh, most people call me Matt or idiot, so <laughs> it, it's whatever. Uh, well, I won't call you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me for five minutes. You will. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. It's beginning of the school year, so I'm fighting my beginning of the school year cold right now. So my voice trails off. You'll understand. <laughs> it, I, I got to give you credit because that's that's really just walking straight into a petri dish. You are not kidding. And then they hand you papers with stuff on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember my kid when she went last year was her first year and when she went she came she was like never sick, never sick. Starts coming back from school, it's like she's got a cold. She's throwing up everywhere. She's got a fever. It's like, "Oh gosh, why?" Well, to put it in perspective, my we're now at four different schools. I teach at one school, my wife is a secretary in another school building. My Twin daughters are in seventh grade at another school building, and my son is in ninth grade at another school building. Oh, my. So we have four buildings worth of germs here. <laughs> Just have to build one of those sanitation showers in your breezeway. <laughs> as soon as the kid comes in, just hose them down. <laughs> <laughs> That's – I uh, – we I, – when COVID hit, I said, well – we're getting it at some point. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I have the Merrick strain logo up behind us. Um, yeah. And you sent me a country song, solo acoustic song. Um, and the last time we talked, you were in Aqua Dementia, which doesn't actually exist with that name anymore. <laughs> Oh, they they changed, they changed, oh, they changed. To Aqua D. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We were we were calling it back then. We were calling it that back then. Uh, Earl actually was the one that started that, and um, yeah, I, it's funny because when I brought up the uh, chat, this is the computer we did the our first PA rock show with you on. It's like display name, and it still said Aqua Dementia. And I was like, oh, it's been a minute. So what what have you been up to since the last time we chatted? Clearly um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, no, uh after Aqua D um didn't work out. I just I uh it was getting towards my kid was going to be going to school. This was going to be my last summer with her uh week to week uh with my ex-wife. And I just wanted to be home more, so I started uh, – I'd been writing country music for a long time and acoustic music. And so went out, got a halfway decent Martin, and just, okay, this is something I can go do, but I don't have to coordinate three other people's schedules. And, 
you know, at the time, any musician I knew was in Pittsburgh, which from here's over an hour drive away. And then I still kept writing. I had leftover songs from Aqua Dementia and stuff I'd never, I demoed for Aqua Dementia. And as time went on, uh, Nate uh, of Mad Clock Infamy, I come to find out he could drum. And I was like, all right, you know, he's got a lot of kids. So he, he yes. would work, <laughs> he would work with the uh, kids schedule better. So, uh, just kind of started out, Hey, here's some songs. If you want to learn them and come play drums. Great. And it kind of took off from there. So it's just, I had a bunch of demos on my phone and just one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, led to a lot of debt, led to a lot of guitars, <laughs> Are, led to more debt. There are quite a few of them up there. Sad thing is, that's not even all of them. That's I have a problem. I'm just not ready to face that yet. I when I told you I'd be with you in a moment, mm-hmm. um, I was watching a clip from um, some kind of monster where they were doing the bass auditions for Metallica, <laughs> and um, Robert's standing in this room, and there's just guitars everywhere. And the, the guy goes, oh, they between all of them, they have like 600. This isn't even all of them. Oh, my God. 600 guitars. <laughs> oh, that's that's their HQ. That's a whole warehouse. Like, that is like an Amazon warehouse just full of. I really want to break in there sometime. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. Like... You probably shouldn't put that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you could get invited in. <laughs> Just Lars Ulrich shows up with a lawsuit. That was the first video I watched. <laughs> it was <laughs> someone posted a screenshot of a fake, fake news site, and it said, um, "Heartwarming moment." Teenager sings, and I can't remember what song it was. And Lars shows up to let her know that she owes him royalties. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone posted a video which was really funny cartoon where Lars is basically talking about Napster and everybody ripping them off and how rich he is. Oh, Metallicops. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Napster, Napster where they're, uh, what, that came out in like 2003. I remember yeah. it, it was that particular one was uploaded in 2008. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was <laughs> somebody copied it and uploaded it. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm thinking of that cartoon. It's so fun. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think that. I mean, it's been a while since we talked. I probably didn't ask you the pizza question. Do you remember a pizza question? Vaguely, but I think Earl answered it if it did get asked. So the question I'm going to ask it. The question is, what is the best pizza you've had because you're a musician? So either it's on your way to a show, at a show, on your way home from a show, or at rehearsal, something that has to, that ties it into being a musician. Okay, so this also ties into my day job, um, which conveniently is truck driver. So I'm, I, you know, I get around quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think, what is it? Flying J's truck stops. If it's really? one, yeah, they have these two for five slices of pizzas, and they are 
the absolute worst thing. Like if you've ever eaten something and just known that it's a mistake, that's <laughs> that pizza. But I will tell you what, there's been a few times where it's been late at night from some long haul to a show or something like that. That's one of the truck. If I know the truck stop, I'll stop there because it's reliable. Um, and there's just something about that pizza. Um, it, it Now, this isn't pizza, but I will say something in the local area that's really good. My favorite place to eat around shows and stuff like that has got to be Porky's down in Etna. Okay. I just but, noticed that everyone was staring at my chest hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot to rebutton it. <laughs> so completely off the subject. But my air conditioner stopped working in my car. Oh, no. And it's been like 90 the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I have to wear dress clothes to work. So oh. in the morning, it's not bad. But on the way home, it's 100 bazillion degrees in my car because it's been sitting for eight hours in the heat. And the tie comes off and all the, the buttons get unbuttoned. And <laughs> oh. the sleeves get unbuttoned and rolled. and. <laughs> I, I feel your pain. I uh, My truck has the 255 air system. You ever had one of those? My car has the 455. Actually, yeah. actually it's 470 because I'm on the turn, the toll road a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, my the, the clutch on my uh, AC in my truck went out, and I'm just – it's not that – it's just not worth fixing, and I'm too lazy to actually fix it, so it's like – Every time the heat gets up, I remember that I forgot to fix the AC or just didn't want to do it. It's just drenched. Mine is a, um, I'm, why am I making a blank on what it's called now? A fuse, I believe. We Googled it. The The AC light turns green and then it starts blowing hot water and, or hot water, hot air and the green light blinks. So, okay. I, I think that's what it is, but, you know. You have to have time to go get that part and know how to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that still but, that Toyota? Yeah. Oh, my. You, you, I'm surprised you don't know because you fixed everything else on that thing. Well, my dad, my dad fixed it. I just hand him the stuff. <laughs> Listen, that car goes 98 miles a day just to and from work. That does. Well, actually, it's more than that because now I've, I'm dropping my son off at school. And then, so I drive 40 minutes to his school and a half hour to my school from there. So now I'm going an hour and 10 minutes instead of an hour. And I'm cutting it close. (laughs) I I can believe that. I told my boss the other day, I'd go down Route 70, which I'm sure you've driven on. Mm -hmm. And it's always under construction. It's my 18th year working at the school. Not one time have I been on that road where there wasn't an orange something on it. (laughs) (laughs) one time i was on it and there was a um, ups truck on fire in december all those presents that people were shipping to their family members flames (laughs) kids this is the story of how rudolph failed you (laughs) but uh anyway that's what that card's get right now i mean it's in 2003 and it it, it got 33.5 miles to the gallon on the last tank Good God. Wow. Yeah. I'll take that. (laughs) I'm lucky to get 15 in my truck. Yeah. 
I was my my last two cars that I drove the the odometer didn't work, so I have no idea what I was getting. But I wasn't getting thirty three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was I definitely wasn't. I was driving a ninety three Thunderbird V six, and before that, oh, what what did I have before that? Oh, I had a, um, an 04 Taurus. It mm. got high 20s, which isn't bad for that size of a car. No, not at all. But the worst car I ever drove to work. I don't know how we even got on this conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> I, bought, I bought a 1991 Dodge Daytona. And uh, I think I paid $300 for it. <laughs> it I put a thousand dollars into it, and then we blew the transmission. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to oh. get the, wait to get the turn signal to work, you had to reach up and pinch the dashboard together, and then hit the turn signal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it had some issues. <laughs> That sounds like some of the vehicles we had at our old at my old job. <laughs> now I will say it was a little four cylinder, so it probably got decent gas mileage, but like no odometer working in that one either. <laughs> <laughs> but that one, I'm actually glad that the transmission blew up because I probably was going to die in that car, um, because it was little and those mm-hmm. tractor trailers, as you, you know, being a truck driver. Mm-hmm. it's down low to the ground like that and you're in traffic, you probably can't see that car. And, uh, and the reason I say that is because of how many times I got ran off the road in the three months I drove it. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you got some of these guys, like I, I ride low for my back. So those seats can go down or up with air pressure. So a lot of guys that drive like Peter belts and stuff, they're just, <laughs> they, they can't see they they cannot see you they can see their hood and kind of guess <laughs> yeah that, that that car was probably my worst purchase ever my wife will tell you it was my worst purchase ever but i have some funny stories in it's three months there was a blizzard and i, I couldn't find my car and behind my house mm-hmm because it was so low to the ground, the snow was above it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went out and I dug it out. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drive this around town and see how it goes in the snow. How did it go in the snow? Um, I didn't make it out of my driveway. <laughs> and the problem with that was it got stuck in my driveway, but I only dug out to the door. So it got stuck and I couldn't get out because I didn't dig enough of it out. So the car was stuck in the driveway and I couldn't open the doors because I was in a a Dodge Daytona wide area. <laughs> and I left my cell phone in the house. <laughs> so I had to sit there and rock it back and forth until it, until it finally caught some gravel and moved forward so I could get out. And I turned it off and left it there. I was like, forget it. I can't even get out of this stupid driveway. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've I've had a few I've had a few of those vehicles. They're usually four wheel drive, but four wheel drive is only good to you if you're you know willing to put the money into not bald tires. Yep. 
<laughs> but there, there, there's been a few times I've had to get picked out of a field by somebody else. Usually my dad, usually early in the morning, usually he's not happy about it. <laughs> I am. Um, I had a 94 Taurus. This is great. We got to figure out how to integrate this into your music though. <laughs> I had a 94 Taurus that um, when I bought it, it had a bad head gasket. Ooh. And um, we didn't know that because the dealership, um, they kind of jacked up the gas cap on purpose so that you couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. And it had the gas light on. <laughs> and they're like, you can take it for a ride, but don't go far because you know we, we need to fix the gas cap. And uh, we don't want you to run out of gas. So I drove it real cool, right down the road, brought it back. You know, it rode real nice. Yeah, they did that because if you drove it anywhere far, far, mm-hmm. it overheated. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove it from my house to uh, out by the Pittsburgh airport. And I was sitting at a Kogo's waiting for my, my now wife, but my girlfriend to come out of Kogo's. All of a sudden it starts steaming and there's antifreeze flying everywhere the day I bought it. <laughs> and uh, oh. that car... That that had that had the head gasket bad when I bought it. I had to put another head gasket on it, and then I was driving home from Kennywood. I used to work at Kennywood, mm-hmm. and it locked the motor completely locked up on the parkway, like it stopped everything inside stopped moving. Oh, <laughs> what my uh, my ex wife when we were dating, she had a Ford Escort. And uh, we were going to see the Great Gatsby and Butler. So we're on 422. And all of a sudden, it just stopped steering. And it started clunk, clunk, clunk. Pulled it over. Locked. It had a small pinhole leak somewhere. It locked the motor entirely up. And, of course, they're, the nearest gas station's like half, three-quarter of it. It was almost a mile away to the gas station. And it was like... That thing died, and I'm like, you know, I understand we have to get a tow truck here, but I got to see if that Snoko has a bathroom, or this is going to be a whole nother ordeal. <laughs> I am um, that same '94 Taurus. I was driving. Um, I went to school, and we were interviewing teachers, and I left to come home, and I called my wife, and I was talking to her, and I was like, "Gotta go," and threw my phone down because my <laughs> my right. My right front tire was up in the air. <laughs> Ooh. It came off the car and it was up in the air. And I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> somehow I kept control of the car and got it onto the berm. Wow. But the tire, tire and wheel, the whole thing came off, came down, hit the road, bounced back and hit my car. Thankfully, it hit me instead of going back and hitting someone behind me at 55 miles an hour. Because it probably would have killed someone. Oh yeah. Um, but so I called my principal and I was like, "Hey, um, I need you to bring me a phone book because I need to find a tow truck." <laughs> so he pulls up behind me and we're sitting in his Jeep, calling different places. And I call this place and I was like, <clears throat> "Um, you know, um, explain where I am on Route 70. <laughs> I was right by um. Oh, uh, it's exit 46, which is uh, the interchange with 51. Okay. And um, the first place I called, the guy goes, well, I'm kind of I'm kind of tied up. I said, me too. I'm in the middle of a highway. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and uh, he hung up on us. <laughs> and then the next guy showed up and he jumps out of his truck and he looks at me and goes, bad day. No, it's a good one. <laughs> I've got a golden ticket. But yeah, that was an ordeal. My car sat for like three months at, at their lot. Wow. Um, because I turned it into the insurance of the place that put the tire on. Mm-hmm. And uh, their insurance company said that it couldn't have been their fault because it had been I don't know, like a month. But I'm a teacher. It, it was in the summer. I didn't go anywhere. My car sat in my driveway. Oh, so I ended up having to tor- turn it into my insurance company as a single vehicle accident. Mm-hmm. And uh, it probably should have been totaled. But uh, they went after the other insurance company and I got my money. <laughs> <laughs> So I fixed it and I drove it and then it blew up later. <laughs> <laughs> but I have all kinds of car stories. While I'm noticing it, this. While it was sitting at that place, I was driving my wife's Taurus, which was a much newer one. And uh, someone rear-ended me. Mm-hmm. So my car was sitting, waiting for insurance companies to battle it out. Smashed. And somebody rear-ended me in my wife's car while my car was still smashed. <laughs> so, so the one insurance company was, um, oh, why can't I think of it? Travelers. That's the one that I turned it into for the um, tire that was put on. Mm-hmm. And then the woman who rear-ended me had the same company that I had. So... Every time an insurance person would call me, I'm like, wait a minute. Which car are you talking about? They're like a Taurus. I'm like, what year? <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, so I, I drove my wife's car around, smashed until my car got fixed, and then we got hers fixed. <laughs> it, it seemed like a, a cycle. Uh, listen. That her Taurus, I ended up, I fell asleep and totaled it, and that's a sore subject. And that was twelve years ago. <laughs> she's still. Anytime I bring it up, she's like, "You ruined my car." <laughs> I <kinda> did. <laughs> I, I I'll tell you, man. I, I I know firsthand those uh those uh road trip naps hit a lot different when you're the one behind the wheel. Yeah, I I took out uh. They claim it was 150 feet of guardrail. I think they were just trying to shell the insurance company. But, yeah, this nice fully loaded truck, heated leather seats. I'll tell you what, they they did not do many favors that morning. I was driving just like, oh, this is. <laughs> what the? Yeah. <laughs> And yep. 100, 100 yards down the road, I took out one of those uh, gas line bollards with, like, the cement in them. Like oh. the markers, the gas line. Yeah. That got tangled up in my transmission. All my tires were flat. It was like, man, I just got this. So I made the smartest decision, and I bought somebody's old mudding Jeep as a replacement. That was not a that was not a smart move. <laughs> I am. Um, we replaced that Taurus with a 2000 Stratus. That had sixty eight thousand miles on it. It was no no rust. I got a great deal on it. It was a um a friend's 
mother's and her mother had passed away. So it was literally, she drove it to get her hair done. Mm-hmm. So it was an immaculate shape. And then uh, my high school girlfriend's mom T-boned me. <laughs> was this, was this before or after your, you and her daughter broke up? Um, I was married to Kelly and that was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll tell you that story off the air. There's more to it. Anyway, let's talk music. We've been 25 minutes and we've been talking about my cars. This is what happened uh, last time we did this, too. We got this is what happens when you have rednecks on your show, man. (laughs) Do you have any songs about wrecking cars? (laughs) I'm about to. It's going to be called The Ballad of Bill. Oh, well, then I'll tell you the rest of the stories. (laughs) (laughs) You you thought Hotel California was long. (laughs) I I may or may not have blown up my dad's car. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I still, to this day, he doesn't believe me, but it it overheated. I pulled over immediately. He's like, there's no way. I'm like, a car full of lacrosse players with me. Ask him what we did. No, somehow I melted the main bearing. What in the ghost of Dale Earnhardt did you do? I was driving back from, I can't even remember where we were. I was on um 79, just driving back from a lacrosse game. Mm-hmm. And it overheated and I pulled over. That's all. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... He doesn't believe me. <laughs> it just it overheated and lost power immediately. Oh, jeez. And I pulled over, and we let it cool down, and we put some water in it, and I tried to drive it, and it was barely moving, and I called him, and I was like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, how far are you from school? And I was like, I don't know, 10 miles? He's like, well, get it to the school, and I'll come get it. <laughs> I got it there. It took us forever. <laughs> But yeah, I, his stories are worse, and yet he he gets mad at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't say anything. I'm I'm kind of the the golden child for wrecking things and uh, screwing up in my family. I set the bar really low for any of the like cousins that came after me. I have I have one cousin who's worse. So I, anytime somebody brings up, I'm like, what about her? <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, do you have any shows coming up or it, I, you have new music coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Um, we've got, uh, one more for Merrick strain this year in October and, uh, I'm doing both acts that night. It's at a venue called Philly on the rocks up in Erie In Erie. Yeah. That's with uh dread metal productions, which he's, he's been real good. Good to me. Real good to Nate. Um, He's he's really trying to do something in Philly up there. They're great people. They, it's it. They're a really good venue. Um, owners real nice. The bar staff, the sound engineer, everybody there is just great to deal with. Um, and then in December I'm opening for uh, Joe Buck yourself again. That's Hank Three's ba- old ba- ex bass player, I should say. And I'm trying to think. I think that's about it. The last. Uh, well, where this uh, EP's coming from was we 
had a two-day thing called Shed Jam around the Clarion area at um, Caleb Harmon's studio. And I believe it is called, yeah, Shed Sounds Studio. And, you know, didn't know what to expect. Went out there. It, it was awesome. He set everybody up live sound and then he recorded everything and uh you know i just he he had an immaculate setup like pro recording gear that's actually where this uh this song i sent in is from and then uh i kind of had a feeling because at the end of the song you start talking about what you're gonna play next (laughs) yeah yeah i i literally just got he sent me the dropbox of all the files today about uh two hours ago and I was like, I should probably sit down and like splice these. I'm looking at the time and knowing my luck. I'm like, I better just send this. You know, you're getting you're getting it first. Actually, um, I'm not even putting it out on uh, Spotify yet. It'll be out. I'm hoping next month at some point. I'm sitting Once- here nodding like people can see me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the people watching the video can see me, but the people listening to the podcast and the radio show can't see me nod my head. <laughs> yeah, right. That's two. All right. Why don't you tell me about the song you sent? <laughs> okay. So as I, as I said in the description, this one's called In My Mind, and I wrote it about something really foreign to country music, um, and that is a breakup. You know, your your woman. That's not you. foreign to country music. <laughs> That's called sarcasm, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it it very rarely do I write anything that's like one hundred percent from my perspective. Like usually it'll be okay. Here's the thing that happened to me, and then just here's one hundred percent fiction after that. And th- this was one of the maybe two or three times I've written something entirely from like my perspective. Um, it's actually funny because I was talking, the breakup was amicable, you know what I mean? And I was talking to my ex at one point and I, I was, you know, she was asking about the music and stuff. I said, yeah, I said, you know, I got a few songs out of our relationship. So thanks for the content. She laughed. She goes, tell me some lyrics. I told her a few of them. She's like, oh, those are good. Those are, those are good. Can I show those to people on my, uh, on like a dating site or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, you you one hundred percent should. Here's a song that my ex wrote about me. You should date me. <laughs> this this is the impact I will leave. Oh uh, no, we're and it's just it was just funny because like we're friends and you know what I mean. Like there was really no ill will. It just didn't work out. It, it's just like you know, awkwardy. It was like things just didn't work out for whatever reason. It's called In My Mind. Looking to the crowd tonight, I swear I see you ain't there by mistake. What was me? We're doing fine. Putting on show now. We bring a little money. It all lasts. Now, hold you closer in my mind. I think of all them loving times. 
I still thought I was just talking to Earl earlier today about non-alcoholic beers. Um, you I know, have, I have a story for everything. You want to hear my non-alcoholic beer story? Oh, this should be good. So I was in high school. My best friend's dad owned a bar mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about what beer tasted like because we didn't know we were underage and um, we were making sausage um, because it's a bar restaurant. For the mm-hmm. record, this place is not open anymore. Um, <laughs> so he goes and he grabs no duels and he brings it back. He's like, here, taste this. And I kind of spit it into the sausage. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm pulling a handful of sausage out and cleaning the machine. <laughs> yeah. Not my uh, thing. Still to my day, not this day, not my thing. <laughs> yeah it's one of those sad things everybody told me when i was younger you know beer's an acquired taste and you know it's one of those things it's like uh i should have just followed what my great granddad always said about beer because my great granddad didn't drink on my dad's side and he always said if you go follow a horse into the pasture after they do their business look down at the ground and that's gonna look like the head on the top of a thing of beer when they urinate He's like, tell me you want a beer after that. And for some reason, I didn't think about that the million times it was like 18 trying out, you know, different alcohols and then possibly almost dying in a field of alcohol poisoning. Oh, you know, and I, I really don't drink much anymore, but it's like in this heat, I like a beer. So I've been really getting into the non-alcoholics again, because amazingly drinking beer and alcohol in 90 degree weather when you're already dehydrated does not end well. No. <laughs> that's that's why they tell you to, to drink water and beer and then a water and a beer and then a water and a beer. <laughs> I, I don't I don't trust water, Bill. I mean fish do their business in it. 
that's a good point. Let me let me point something else out to you that I usually say once a year to gross out my students. Water is a renewable resource. That means it's always here and it always recycles. That means at some point, the water that you're drinking went through a dinosaur. See that, that to me, that's cool. It's like, man, you're drinking T-Rex pee. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And if that doesn't get them, then I, I have them look up the ingredients of Jello or hot dogs. (laughs) Ooh. Now, are you going with, like, the modern hot dogs, or are you going with, like, the 1940s hot dogs? Oh, it doesn't matter. Have you ever looked up what, what Jello is made out of, what gelatin is? Yeah, it's a uh, ground-up bone marrow. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's what... that, that'll usually do it. Uh, I liked Jello. I'm like, well, that shouldn't change anything. You've already eaten it. <laughs> oh, God. You know, it, it's like hot dogs nowadays are, like, fatty shoulder cuts and stuff like that. And, uh... If you really want to get them, uh, what Scrapple's made out of. I'm sure you oh, yeah. uh, My grandmother, she was, like, grew up around the Depression and stuff. Roughly, you know, I mean, after post-Depression. So that was a food that was common in the house. And it's one of those foods that I'm very glad died with that generation because I remember cooking her Scrapple as a child. And then you look at the ingredients list, and it's everything that was supposed to be in a hot dog. You know what I mean? Like intestines, yep. stomachs. It's like, <laughs> I am. Um, spam is the thing. I, 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 I may have hooked one of my daughters on spam just because it grosses my wife out. <laughs> Come on, you have to try it. My son won't try it. He doesn't like ham, and ham is mm-hmm. one of the main ingredients. Won't try it. My two daughters tried it, and one of them likes it. <laughs> so oh. every, every once in a while, I'll show up and start frying it, and I'll hear my wife go, what are you doing? Like, oh, she wants some. <laughs> it's it's gourmet. That's what my uh, – I'm pretty sure that's why my dad uh, – when he bought the family farm, there was a period of time they had the house we grew up in and the family farm, both. Him and I would go up there, work there through the days – so we just take what we had in the pantry just to have food. And I'm going to never forget, I pulled out a can of corned beef hash. And I go, what's this? And he goes, that is fine cuisine. Go get a stick of butter and fry that up. I loved it. Come to find out my mom hates it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why he did it was to have somebody on his side. She She's still to this day. I actually just picked up a can of it because I was like, man, some corned beef hash sounds like a great life decision. It's not, but um, <laughs> she'll say it to this day, even like she'll make homemade, but she'll say this day, it smells like old Roy. I'm like, Ma, all you're making me want to do is eat a can of old Roy just to find out. Like, <laughs> it's having the opposite effect. <laughs> this is just. I don't do a lot to annoy my wife on purpose, but <laughs> however, so when we first got our Alexas, um, and of course Alexa is now responding to me over there. Um, <coughs> I found out that you could have it play something across all the Alexas on the network. Ooh. Yeah. She doesn't like disturbed down with the sickness. So I told it to play on all the Alexas at maximum volume. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did it a couple times and then she disabled it. <laughs> I don't know how to re-enable it. 
<laughs> oh, I mean, I, if I really wanted to, I could go and figure it out, but it's just, it gives me a funny story to tell. <laughs> oh God. I'll tell you what those things. I used to be so against those things and, and until, and this is the X this song's about, uh, she, she was living with me for a little bit. She brought her, she's like, trust me, you're going to love this thing. And I was like, no, I'm not. Well, long story short, I now have my own. And, uh, I, uh, you know, like if I have like one of the nieces or nephews over, it's like, Hey guys, you're fine to be here alone through the school week or through the work week. Um, but what I didn't tell them is like, I'm a very deep sleeper, like straight up, like windows have broken from a storm and I've just slept right through it. So like the one kid will, my niece, she'll hear it and she'll come down turn it off and be like i turned off your alarm for you all right thanks kiddo and then there's and she you know she'll go back upstairs and then there's five more just waiting (laughs) so then i found from your phone uh app for that you can set as many alarms notifications reminders all sorts of stuff so just randomly through the day if i you know if like their house sitting or something i'll just be standing there unloading at a job site and be like Set an alarm for five minutes from now. <laughs> then I'll get a message. You're it. You're a jerk. I know. Set another alarm for 10 minutes from now. The the one that gets me is when my wife isn't here. And then all of a sudden she's talking to me through Alexa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that freaks me out occasionally. Say <laughs> <laughs> hey, you God. <laughs> Or when I've fallen asleep and she starts talking to me through Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but I I had one in my classroom mm-hmm. and um I would use it like first I was using it as a, as a speaker, really. Mm-hmm. But um the kids would start messing with it. And one of the kids told it to play a song. And it started playing Five Finger Death Wish at my Catholic school. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm like, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I don't have tenure yet. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going, what? I'm like, we can't listen to that here. <laughs> I, I really have to keep the job right now, children. <laughs> Um, let me ask you another off the wall question and then okay. we'll go off the air and I'll tell you all the stories I told you. I'd tell you later. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I actually, I'll ask you three, but well, one more off the wall one and then one to let everybody know where to find you. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So if you were going to, well, let me reword this kiss has played in a bay to sharks. They had shark baiting going on, and they literally played to the sharks in the bay. And Metallica has played at Antarctica. What non-standard venue would you want to play a show at? Ooh, that's a tie. Because uh, Mastodon, during COVID, did one where they took the... They took over the Georgia 
aquarium, which is one of those big walkthrough ones. And they were under like sharks and everything. And they played an acoustic set. And that was, that was really cool. <clears throat> but they also have songs about whales. So it was fitting. Uh, probably one of the crystal caverns. I know there's a place that does that in West Virginia or Virginia. One of those big crystal caverns, one of the really open, large ones they do tours. And I I think that would be really cool to have that natural amplification and reverb and. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like I'm like 100 percent hoping that it's like the one minor 49er from Scooby Doo lives in. <laughs> like just have some old guy come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just dated both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Minor 49er, man. (laughs) All right. So for those of you that for the people that are listening and not watching the video, um, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Okay. So um, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash hillbilly burnout. Um. And you can find me on Instagram at, oh, this is a hard one, Odin Force Elephant Rider is the backslash on that. I I have the most creative names. It basically, I get bored. I'm like, nobody's using this. There's a, re- there's a reason nobody uses these. Um, I'd say YouTube at Matthew Morton, but honestly, I looked it up. There's like 20 Matthew Mortons on facebook find the guy with the cowboy hat and like seven subscribers that's me and then uh spotify i will be on next month so if you follow me on instagram or um facebook or tiktok hillbilly burnout at hillbilly burnout on tiktok um those are the three i'm really active on anymore and i used to hate tiktok too till i realized it's the perfect platform for my adhd it's like wow this is 30 seconds of stupidity and on to the next one. So I don't have a TikTok account, but I watch the TikTok videos that show up on reels on Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's what, that that's what got me. I was like watching. I'm like, it, it, that let's be honest. That app has a bad history. I mean, I remember when it first came out and being pretty disgusted by it, it got bought out. I think twice. But I was watching reels on Facebook and Instagram all the time. And I'm like, these are all TikTok videos. Like, I, I'm just going to jump in the gutter with everybody else on this one. The the one thing that, that catches me off guard every time <laughs> is when I'm watching reels. And it's the TikTok video. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know that person. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens more often than, than not. Mm-hmm. Like, and then... Today, my wife was showing me a TikTok video, and I thought it was someone I knew, but it looked like Kyle from A Common Crown, but it wasn't him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so what we're going to do is you and I are going to head off into the sunset and continue our conversation, and uh, the listeners are going to go check you out at facebook.com slash hillbillyburnout, and uh, they're going to check out three questions of the song on the first and 15th of each month, build on buildthescene.com. You can also find the Pennsylvania Rock Show every Friday, same website. And once a month, Jonna from First Angel Media and I head over to xrpradio.co.uk. We do Friendly Fire, where we play music, <clears throat> excuse me, music from 
our music scene up against the music from the European music scene. And uh, the chat room decides which songs win. And uh, for the longest time, John and I weren't winning. But uh, I have won the last two months. <laughs> Real quick, the trick with that one is you just need to bring up the Boston Tea Party every time they think they win. <laughs> I... So here's the thing. Tiz is current. Tiz is, I believe he's originally from England, but he moved to Scotland. He's the station owner. Mm. But his fiance is from from a suburb of Chicago. So she's on his team and John is on my team. So it's really three parts U.S. versus one part U.K. And uh, really, Kat is the one who does all the winning. <laughs> you know, that reminds me that how Johnny Horton song you brought up when we were Last on uh, here 18. in eighteen fourteen, we took a little trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> it, it, it's a straight. It, it, like most of what I listen to on country, that's probably something I should point out. None of this is at all influenced from anything from the nineties onward in country. It's all, I mean, the underground stuff, yeah. But this is all like early eighties back is what I listen to. So that, that, that type of stuff, little Jimmy Dickens, Hank, um, Johnny Cash, Waylon, all that kind of stuff. It, it It's just great. You know, a little corny for now by today's standards, but I mean, that's old country and Western, you know, that's a very classic old country and Western song. Uh, I'm not going to tell that story again, but my dad had that cassette. <laughs> 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 With that said, uh, this has been episode number eight. 84 three questions in a song um not many questions maybe three this go around that doesn't happen often but it's still an hour-long show anyway <laughs> with me was was matthew morton um you can find him at facebook.com hillbilly burnout and you can also find his band the merrick strain on facebook as well i can't remember what its address is but it, it is backslash the merrick strain there you go and uh, we will catch you next time. This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.